VJ, do the opening. Yeah, go on. <laughs> okay. Uh, welcome to Defen, episode number 22. So uh, just before, okay, this is Vijay from uh, from Holland, uh, The Hague. And we have Ray on the from, from Belgium. And, living uh, in Belgium. A, yeah, living in Belgium. Yeah. Uh, you, did you become Belgian now? Not it's yet? in the pipeline, but it's not quite okay. there yet. Yeah, it's a okay, core racing so process. Okay, yeah. so your Belgian-ness is lazily loading. It's okay. lazily loading. I'd rather be a Fine. bit more eager, but yeah, there we are. Yeah. <laughs> By the <laughs> way, before, before we get on, get on with the show, I, I just want to uh, say a couple of things. So this is episode number 22, and I was looking at the, at the stats of our show. Oh, yeah. So, so far we have, uh, I think, the, one of the largest audience for us is in Germany. I mean, after United States, of course. It's oh. interesting. So maybe we should start speaking German now. Yeah. And we have so far, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be dust deafen. Um, <laughs> so we have almost 40,000 plays. And out of that, almost 15,000 from United States and then 4,000 from Germany, which is pretty cool, okay. by the way. Yeah, well, I think there's a pretty big uh, closure community in uh, Germany, isn't there? You know. Yeah. I think maybe we should do a road trip. Yeah, well, we we are going to, we are going to do a road trip to Berlin, aren't we? Uh, to to Berlin, yeah, for Euro closure, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but actually, I was thinking about that because uh, you know I think the other week somebody was saying um, I think it was Eric actually was saying that Europeans mm-hmm. are spoilt by the number of uh, conferences that they have. Um, yeah. So what is it, America? What's the matter with you guys? You know why don't you know, listen? <laughs> you've got an, uh, there's an audience there, so another podcast yeah, would be great, I think. Another podcast would be great. Another conference would be great. You know, you Americans should really catch up with us Europeans. And that's, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you're lagging behind big time. You've got slow internet. You've got not enough closure conferences and podcasts. So call to action, America. Come on, do something. Yeah. Okay, I think that's enough for, for, for our largest okay. audiences. You know, to, to, I think we insulted them enough, so next time it's going to be the Germany on the top now. So, uh, speaking of Europe, and then we, we are getting more and more European guests here. Uh, I'm not sure today's guest is European, but we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm not good with geography, though. Il peut parler français, je crois. Oui. Hmm? Je, wow, that's... Je parle français, en effet. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, we call a bit French on that one. <laughs> okay. Now, you heard a voice, so maybe we should introduce him. Yes. <laughs> so, welcome to the show, um, Yehonathan Sharvet, right? Is, did I pronounce yeah. your name correctly? Yeah, you did great. Okay. Thank you. So, um, we have uh, today our guest, um, Mr. Yehonathan, who is uh, joining us from Israel, uh, right? Yeah. Which, which city are you based in? I'm uh, based on the village named Tekoa. That is near wow. Jerusalem. It's a very small village with uh, around uh, 800 families. Wow. And but better yeah. internet connection than I have, apparently. Yeah, we have a good connection <laughs> everywhere, almost <laughs> everywhere. I just have to pray that we don't have uh, electrical outage, which happens from time to time. Ah. So That's something that I did not hear recently. Well, you should be running on a battery. You'll be okay. Um, So, for the people who don't know about Yehanathan, he's the creator of Clips, one of the, I think, very popular projects on GitHub in ClojureScript these days, almost like 1,000 plus stars or something. And um, Clips, uh, we'll get more into that. So, 
Before we talk about clips, Yevnathan, uh, can you introduce yourself and tell us your your journey into closure and your experience and what you're doing with it, what you did? Yes, sure. So <clears throat> before closure, I uh, I was a regular software engineer, doing uh, boring stuff like C and C plus plus, and um, even before I I completed a masters in mathematics. And mm -hmm. uh, I was always frustrated by the fact that I couldn't really use math at work. And then I decided, uh, not decided, I discovered the Lambda Calculus back in 2007, I think, which was uh, something uh, very, very challenging intellectually and very exciting for me. But I was sure that uh, there was nothing to do with Lambda Calculus. It was just for the fun. And then one day I discovered the <laughs> Lisp. Great fun. <laughs> through the lectures, uh, you know, the SICP lectures by Sussman and yeah, yeah. Fan in yeah. the MIT. Then I discovered, okay, actually you could do something with uh, Lambda Calculus. But then uh, I tried to to build something in a scheme or Lisp or doctor scheme or, and I found myself that I was like in prison because I, the only thing I could build is something inside kind of an ID that I had no way to communicate with the world. So I, uh, I, uh, I considered Lisp like the Greek, something very interesting, but not so useful. Uh, and then one day at work, uh, I used to work at Contera. I saw in one of the in the computer of the CTO a lot of parentheses in the wrong way, in the Lisp way, if you want. And then I told him, "Oh, this is Lisp," and he told me, "No, it's not Lisp. It's Closure." Oh, and then as well, I was excited because uh, this guy was very pragmatic, and he told me that one of our uh, web server, one of our uh, web server that that was doing a search engine was written actually in closure so yeah. this was really success was that is that in israel Jonathan? Yeah, yeah it was in israel so israel closure success story there yeah yeah the first <laughs> and the last probably <laughs> oh come on <laughs> hopefully wow. not last oh, what a great start <laughs> I'm kidding. First and the last. Phew. <laughs> People on Twitter are already shouting, closure is dead. Oh, and then Jesus long live closure. Yeah. What a bunch of dicks. <laughs> and then this is how I, I, I came into closure. Yeah. And I, uh, I worked with this guy, uh, refactoring his code and learning. Uh, I was spending all my, all my nights on Stack Overflow. It was before the Slack days. Mm -hmm. So I was asking a lot of question, questions in Stack yeah. Overflow mm -hmm. and getting answers very, very quickly. So it was, uh, that was fun. And uh, this is how I came into Clojure. And when I left uh, this company in 2013, I told this guy that introduced me to Clojure mm -hmm. that I was going to, to build a startup of my own and it, with a <laughs> decent part of front-end code. Uh, front-end and audiology in the web. And he told me, you are mm -hmm. going to write in ClojureScript, right? And I told him, no way. No way, I'm going to recruit junior uh, developer. There is no way that they are going to learn uh, ClojureScript. It will be too hard for them. But yeah. somehow I did it. And um, uh, I wrote the first 
line of code of the, this company named Odix in ClojureScript. And it, it, it went uh, pretty well. With, and actually, I discovered that for, with junior developers, it goes much better than with experienced developers to learn Clojure. Right. Mm. So, because they've got, they've got less baggage to unpack. Yeah, they don't mm. have to leave their, their comfort zone. Right. Yeah. They don't have to admit that they are beginners. So it's, uh, they are beginners. So they don't care to admit that they are beginners. Yeah. But what is the size of the team that, that you built up? Uh, we were up to six, six, wow. six people. Oh, okay. And we Very wrote yeah. 30,000 lines of closure scripts. Wow. wow. And one of my uh, engineers gave a talk at the closure conch about uh, Odix last year in the okay. Texas. Ah, okay. About Odix. Mm. Okay. What was so, the subject? Because. Uh, the subject is a 30,000 line of closure script code to build the first web-based sonogram. Mm. So okay. what is the, can you, can you give us more details about the application itself? What does it do? Yeah, so basically it's an application for audiology center to do hearing mm -hmm. tests online and mm -hmm. uh, with, without any dedicated uh, hardware. So basically you have your okay. 5.1 audio system and you can do professional mm -hmm. uh, Hearing tests, just by using browser. Just yes, browser and uh, oh. five speakers. Yeah, software. Okay, that's very mm -hmm. nice, actually. Well, Rich Hickey is Mister Mister Sound Recording, isn't he? So I guess you're using the platform. So I was just wondering, did you use Web Audio or are other APIs yeah, or audio. something for that? Yeah, or yeah, web what, audio. what kind of? Okay, okay. Sorry, Ray, you're you're saying something about Rich Hickey. Well, he's very into the. The audio stuff, isn't he? So yeah. it must be quite, you know, gratifying um, for him to see it being used as an audio platform as well. You know, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if you've if you guys got any feedback on that after at the conj. Mm, no, not for him. Not from him. Oh no, no, not to worry. Him. Just, <laughs> yeah, just a bit of gossip. Okay, wow. when he's on the show, we're gonna make him speak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make him talk about this stuff. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what happened after that? I mean, are you still going with that company? Is that still is that still growing, uh, or, uh, or what, have you moved on? No, so I left. I left this company, and then I did a bit uh, of uh, Ruby, and tried mm -hmm. uh, to introduce Clojure in this company, but it was uh, not such a success. People, people were too mm -hmm. mind closed, so they didn't want to hear <laughs> about Clojure. Uh, they prefer even to to write big data uh, workers on top of Storm, which used to be written in Clojure mm -hmm. using Java, yeah. but not Clojure. Okay. Okay. So that was a very uh, that was a big deception for me. And then yeah. I uh, moved to another company, Barclays Bank, mm -hmm. where they do something very uh, very special. They wrote their own version of Clojure in Scala. <laughs> <laughs> that, that runs on JVM. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's all turtles all the way down from there. Yeah, well, actually, okay. uh, I think Barclays Banker was one of the responsible actors for uh, fixing the exchange rate, weren't they? The LIBOR scandal. So I guess if they can make their own exchange rates, they can make their own version of Clojure. Yeah. Yeah. This is not libelous, by the way. This is public knowledge, so you know, don't worry. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. But to, can, can you tell us a bit more about it? I mean, what do you mean by actually? Is it actually real closure? No, or it's, it's just not, making it's up. It's almost uh, closure. The, not, not kind of, sort of. Yeah, yeah. not the yeah. whole closure is supported. They even have yeah. stuff that is not available in closure, like anonymous macros. Don't oh, don't try to think okay. what does it mean, but it is something very deep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they had uh, in their evaluator they had uh, anonymous closure macros. They didn't have uh, destructuring, uh, multi-arity. But the nice thing mm-hmm. is that uh, because they had uh, the Eva layer, they mm-hmm. they they were able to to integrate almost all the closure stuff. So they basically they copy pasted the closure.core namespace into their own code and then it worked. <laughs> almost everything worked. Okay. So that was very, Al- very almost nice. everything works. Yes, yeah, almost perfect everything. engineering there. <laughs> Great engineering. No, I mean uh, the fact that one thing works is is already a sur- surprise. So Yeah, yeah. That's okay. very true. Yeah, I mean, we shouldn't mock but, them. But really. what what was the reason? Do, yes. do you know the reason? Yeah, the reason is that I'm I think they curious. started not from closure. They started from uh, big data Scala, and you know, in uh, big data Scala yeah. is much more popular than closure, especially yeah. with Sparks. So they wanted yeah. to be uh, in the Spark environment, and then they decided to put a layer on top of it that could be more uh, functional or with less boilerplate code around. So they decided mm-hmm. to to have kind of a front-end language, which be, will be closure, and then after that, maybe to have other languages with other mm-hmm. syntaxes and maybe visual languages. So okay. that's the reason why. I don't know if it was a good choice, but that's the, the historical reason okay. at least. Oh, fascinating. Okay, so, and then And then what happened? Uh, something like two or three months ago, I decided mm-hmm. that uh, the bank was too big for me and to start to work yeah. for myself as a freelancer in, okay. in the world of closure, okay. but not only closure, uh, full stack web development in general. Hmm. And my first project, my first project was a refactor of a PHP server into closure. And I was able to transform 17,000 lines of PHP into 1,700 lines of closure code. So fa- Facebook is looking a lot more lean these days then? Sorry, say it again? So Facebook is looking a lot leaner these days. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Facebook's written in PHP, so I guess they're the company you're working for, yeah? Mm-hmm. But you're you're uh, just um, so it's from seventeen thousand to s- almost one point seven k. So you're already saying, hey, you're saving a lot on the on the disk space already. Yeah. So. <laughs> Actually, I- interesting question that though is because because people ask this question is you know what what okay seventeen thousand to one thousand seven hundred, but w- that that in itself is a kind of a shocking number. But I don't know about you, but I find. Again, as a, as you get more experienced in closure, it become it's actually quite easy to read closure compared to PHP or Java or C because everything is kind of together and the amount of complexity inherent in the language is quite low. Yeah. So even though you can bring it's weird to me, it's kind of like contradictory. Even though it's simpler, you can bring the lines of code down and retain a huge amount of simplicity compared to the other language. 
What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's uh, because you, in closure, you always want to compose. So yes, you will happen to use a lot, many, many small functions that are reusable. Uh, and I think it's kind that of back to your lambda calculus thing again. Yes, something like that. Yeah. And what was the application doing actually? So is it a, is it a it web was, yes, application? It was yes, a web server a website for price comparison. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you just back to the the refactoring piece. Is where did you see the biggest gains in terms of uh, you know where what what was what accounted for the verbosity of PHP? Was there a lot of cut and paste? A lot of Repeated code, boilerplate. Um, what, what, what did you? What, what do you think accounted for the big, the you know, the ten x yeah. reduction? I think there are two things. One thing, maybe the verbosity, the inherent verbosity of the language, and the other thing was uh, that, uh, at least for myself, I was striving for simplicity, and for instead mm -hmm. of having, uh, for example, different suppliers with different pricing models. I always try to model them as one model with different configurations instead of saying the model is completely different. So this mm. is something uh, philosophical, if, if you want, that uh, one could do in PHP, but with Clojure, it really fits, fits well. Because you were using data to, to drive the, the configuration, uh, yes. data to, to drive the program, basically. Yeah. And also, uh, I think the fact that I was able to, to write a lot of unit tests and that, that was fun, I had a lot of opportunities to refactor without being afraid of breaking code that, that works. So when you refactor, usually the, the code also shrinks a bit. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I was, I was asking about the stack that you used in the... In the in that application. So PHP, I'm assuming there is some sort of a database and other other tools. But when you switched to Clojure, did you did you keep the rest of the stack? Uh, like which database? I, uh, I used the MongoDB and the MySQL mm -hmm. for the database. And okay. the web server framework, yeah. I used the Catacomba. Okay. That is... Uh, I've never heard of it, though. Yeah, it's one <laughs> of the last... Uh, it's by Fencool. Which mm -hmm. is on GitHub, and there are a lot of uh, parts. Uh, there are many parts of the that you need for building web server, like authentication and uh, SQL mm -hmm. drivers, etc. So it's a uh, very comprehensive uh, stack with um, okay. a decent documentation. Okay. And they're quite responsive on on Slack, so it's a, a real pleasure to use. Okay. Wow. Good. I have never heard of them. Is it fun cool or something? Yes, or? fun cool. F U N C O O L. Ah, man. You keep learning every day. Katakumba, yes. Interesting. So, is it ring based thing or is it. It's um, like ring, but not exactly a ring. Don't ask me to go into okay. the details. <laughs> oh, no problem. <laughs> but I'll look it up. But it's, it's, uh, oh, it's Netty and Ratpack. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Thank you. Thank you for. Uh, Pointing me towards this one. Uh, of course, we know the buddy thing already. Okay, maybe it's just one of the same people. Okay, and um, so how, maybe we should get to the next step. So you you help with the PHP thing, and then uh, are you still working on the project? Or? So, so this project has been completed, and now I'm doing um, 
uh, other projects. One of them is on the front-end side. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a dilemma uh, because mm -hmm. it's a project that I need to bootstrap and then uh, let over. the customer, yeah, hand, hand it, it over to the customer. So on one hand, I, I really wanted to do it in ClojureScript because it's more mm. fun and uh, also it's a kind of job security for me. <laughs> but yep. on the other hand, I wanted to be a bit ethical. <laughs> and also it was an, an opportunity for me to learn uh, in-depth React in the JavaScript mm. and the Redux. Okay. So I decided to mm, go right. uh, for uh, React and Redux. And uh, mm. just this, this, this afternoon, uh, I discovered uh, a short demo on YouTube, on YouTube by Thomas Heller that, that mm -hmm. built a short script, Shadow CLJS, that allows you to mm -hmm. integrate in a React project pieces of ClojureScript code. Wow, okay. okay. So I think I'm going to do that, to write uh, <laughs> a complex logic or data manipulation in ClojureScript and integrate it into yeah. the React app. Okay. Yeah, because I think there's a similar there's a similar kind of uh, obviously React and Redux are following this functional programming model, but the surrounding ecosystem and and language JavaScript is very weak in terms of um, safety, in terms of immutability. You know, you can yes. you can bring it all you can bring it all if you you know if you bring in immutable JS and all these other pits and pieces, but you have to be very, um, very careful. disciplined and very careful. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and that, that's where the weakness is, I think, whereas with ClojureScript, you have all those good defaults. Um, yeah. So you can, and all those abstractions as well, you know, like core async that you can bring in that are, that are you know, just not available in JavaScript. Yeah. So uh, there is something that you could look at it like uh, something dramatic, or maybe something awesome for the Clojure community. Because if you look at React, Immutable.js, and Redux, um, the people that made it, they uh, mentioned everywhere that ClojureScript one was one of their big source of inspiration. So in one sure. sense, yeah. you could say that Clojure uh, uh, is not a, a niche language because it has a huge influence. Mm. But on the other hand, Clojure as itself, and ClojureScript as itself still is a niche language, so it depends how you want yeah. to look at it. Well, I think it's classic JavaScript, isn't it, where they they adopt um, the parts that they see that are that are nice. And uh, I mean, kudos to the Facebook engineers for seeing that and for for doing that implementation. You know, I think it's it's an awesome job, but it doesn't it doesn't rid you of the the platform. It doesn't rid you of the of the language weaknesses of JavaScript. Um, you know, like I say, you just have to be incredibly careful and disciplined to stay within those parameters. And yeah. you know, it, it, I've worked with many engineers who, who, despite liking what what JavaScript gives you uh, and what Immutable JS gives you, and all these other things, and React, are very tempted, always very tempted, just to slip outside of it. Just one little bit of variability, please. Just one little variable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous. Anyway, yeah. So, but you're right. It's a good influence. I mean, you know, Clojure's having a good influence in a you know, in a broader sense. But that is the point, right? Because when most of these languages, uh, for example, Haskell has the similar kind of notion. I mean, the, the ideas from Haskell are pulled into the other languages slowly, and Clojure is 
Closure, I think it's a slightly more practical compared to Haskell or more or better, I don't know, has a better reach probably because of the JVM. Um, but more and more I see that, okay, if you have those ideas incorporated back into the some of those mainstream languages, you're already getting a bit more um, mind share. So that that's that is in, in itself is, is a nice idea. I think the, the just just a small issue on that one. I think what 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 interests what interests me is about, and we come on to to what um, to what Jonathan is doing with clips is that I think part of the problem with Haskell and and to a lesser extent Clojure, but certainly Clojure as well, is that the tools on top of the language don't have as many engineering resources as. JavaScript has, you know, if you're yeah. if you've got yeah. half a dozen engineers or a dozen engineers at Facebook working on one library, then you know mm. they're going to polish it and they're going to document it and they're going to blog about it. They're going to have conferences about mm. it and YouTube about it, and you know they're going to pimp the hell out of this thing. And of course, it's in every yeah. browser, so you know people people it's more readily acceptable to people, you know because they're kind yeah. of already in the swim of things and they've got those huge engineering resources at Facebook and Google mm. and all those other guys. Yeah. Whereas, you know, what we're talking about here with uh, ClojureScript and Clojure is generally kind of, you know, ad hoc efforts. Um, and mm. getting getting the rocket ship taken off is a little bit more difficult then, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I think... But I think we've... Look, the, we've go on. Yeah, if you look at go the Clojure on, community, uh, at least until uh, last year... The, they were not so interested by promoting closure, by having mm -hmm. a decent website, by having a, uh, easy yeah. tutorial, simple tutorial. They they care most more about the truth, the fact that the language is great. And they then you want to join, please join. But if you don't want to join, it's your problem. <laughs> so this philosophy yeah. has limits. Yeah. You need to be a, a bit uh, a marketing uh, sales guy to promote <laughs> yeah. your language. Hey, we're doing our job <laughs> with, with the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a bit. <clears throat> yeah, but, but you're right. That, that, that's true. I think it's gone, VJ. Yeah. Yeah, that is true because you know most of these languages need need uh, a lot of marketing. I mean, if you see the other languages, they're they're pitched a lot. And and you, you when you talk about tooling, uh, for example, you know I I do Scala uh, during the day. And um, if you remember in the beginning for Scala, I mean, there was no IntelliJ support, there was no IDE support, and Scala is not that like a lightweight Lisp type of language that you can just plug mm -hmm. into the editors easily. So there was this um, uh, Eclipse plugin that was blessed by Martin Odensky and others, which yeah. was pretty horrible, not 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 just because the, the plugin itself, but Eclipse has become something like a beast over the period. And um, so the tooling was horrible, compilation times were very slow initially, and there were a lot of issues that were bogging down the language initially. But still, you know, it, it got a lot of pine share because of, okay, I, I don't want to call it just pure marketing. Of course, every language has its pros and cons. Um, I'm being a bit more diplomatic today, and then, you know, less than usual, um, more than usual. So, the, but with, with, with Clojure, I think it is it is picking up. I mean, if you see the tool tooling available now with, um, uh, with the cursive and other things, um, it, it is slowly picking up, and as you said, you, you're perfectly right that uh, the closure.org, I mean, was not at all like, okay, I want to learn this language. It was just a wiki, a bunch of pages. Yeah. So now I think uh, 
the cognitive activities is putting a lot of effort into that one at least that, that's how i see and and they're publishing case studies for example uh, mm. so that's that's already a big step i think yeah. I, th- I think for me though i yeah. think the sort of work that you're doing jonathan is really important because what we're suffering from i think is a lack of onboarding capability um, i think the learning mm. curve is still too high access to the tools is still too complex um you know and actually doing and we should come on to this let's 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 get let's get clips front and center now because i think it's an amazing yes. piece of work um and i think it addresses definitely an issue about how do we onboard people into the closure community you know i, I know you've got bigger ambitions than, than that jonathan but let's start there yeah <laughs> so tell us a bit about clips what 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 kind of motivated you to to you know write the tool um and, and just just tell us a bit about the background of the project yeah so there is the history of clips uh, mm-hmm. and there is the you know the backstory so after you have done yes. it you say oh i did it because so let's start with the, <laughs> with the hi- captain hindsight the history yeah, yeah, yeah. not the, the hindsight <laughs> so at the beginning there was a closure <clears throat> then came closure script then in July 2015 came Salesforce Closure Script. And there mm. is this amazing post by David Nolan. Uh, Closure Script can compile itself. So basically, yeah. uh, he was able to write eval in Closure Script. And it means that and he, may, he had a short demo on the blog itself where he was able to to run a piece of code inside the blog post with code mirror and uh, nice fonts and colors, etc. And I was really excited by seeing that, by the fact that I could press on the, uh, some button in the, in the web page and see the result of the evaluation and modify a bit the code and see uh, how it evolves. Mm. Uh, so that was the first uh, step. Then I watched um, a video by some girl, I always forgot her name, Maria something, that made a, a project on Google Code. And she helped mm-hmm. in this uh, Salesforce closure script. And she explained exactly the, the inside of the closure the process, script compiler. Yeah, yeah you know uh, who I'm talking about. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think she gave a uh, talk at uh, Closure's, uh, closure yeah. as well, right? I think that's so, what he's talking yeah. about, yeah. And all, again, in her, in her uh, slides, she used Bootstrap Closure Script to demonstrate that you can modify the background color of the slide by uh, executing a piece of Closure Script code. And I was, again, excited by that. And then, completely not related to that, I had a question about, um, I don't remember exactly, extend protocol or extend type in Closure Script. So that was something very, very deep in the, in the language. And uh, I asked a question on the Google Groups, and someone explained that uh, when you extend the type, it depends if it's a native type, a native JavaScript type, or a closure script type, or uh, many, many details. And I wanted to, to check his answers. So, and the best way to check would be to compile uh, two lines of code with extend and to see what the compiler is going to do with this closure script code. Mm. So I had a running uh, project with uh, my 30,000 lines of code. So it was not a problem for me to create a small file with the 
the excerpt of the code and uh, to see uh, the result. But then I said to myself, why do I have to create a project just to see the transpilation of a closure snippet? I heard this talk about mm. uh, Maria Geller that you can yeah. bootstrap, you can uh, compile closure script on the web page. So I was sure that there was plenty of tools to compile closure script on the web page. And I looked for such tools and I couldn't find anything. Mm. So mm. I decided to do one of my own. So I made uh, with uh, five lines of code, the first version of uh, Clips, where I had uh, one, uh, four uh, quadrants and one quadrant, uh, the closure code, in uh, the second quadrant, the transpilation of the code, and in the third quadrant, the evaluation of the, of the code. And that's it, that was the beginning of, uh, of Clips. Uh, and mm. then one of my friends at work did a bit of design to make it not so ugly, still ugly, but not <laughs> so ugly. By the way, you can see it, it it's here. Uh, yeah. It has not evolved too much over the, over the months from a design perspective. Mm. It has evolved from yeah. a features perspective. So I stayed mm. with that. And then I tried to, I started to, to be interested into digging into the details of the language and to see how different pieces of code are going to be transpiled in, uh, from ClojureScript to JavaScript. And then I started to blog about it. So I, al I always dreamed mm. to be a blogger. But I had nothing to blog about. <laughs> uh, and it always seems like some uh, same. It, I always felt that it is too complicated to, to have a domain and a blog and a platform and ta -ta -ta -ta, so many technical stuff to do. Yeah. So I never yes. did it. And then I discovered mm -hmm. that it's, it's not too complicated to use uh, Jekyll and to host your blog on uh, GitHub pages and to buy uh, a domain for $2. For the first year and then thirty dollars yes. for the second year. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how they, they pull you in. It's like dope peddlers. <laughs> oh god, yeah, yeah. And then I, I so okay. I, I wrote my first blog post telling the story of, of clips, and then I wanted to put uh, interactive snippet into the blog post. So the way I did it was by embedding an iframe of this uh, kind of ugly uh, app inside blog post. Yeah. And I did it, and it, it, were, it uh, worked pretty well. Uh, and then I, 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 um, the dynamics was that I had to, to implement new features to serve my needs as a blogger. For, the, for example, I, I didn't need every time the four quadrants. Usually, I, I need only two of them, either the transpilation mm. result or the eval result. So, and then this was how I ran for, I don't know, maybe four or five months writing... Uh, 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 being excited by writing uh, more and more uh, blog posts and dis discovering uh, uh, depths of the language. Uh, but then it, mm. it had some limits because it was not too convenient to always have to create a clips snippet, embed it into an iframe, having to deal with the width and the height of the iframe, etc. It was a, a real headache. And then I discussed with, uh, we had a brainstorm uh, with a couple of of. of person in Israel that was interested by mm -hmm. clips and one mm -hmm. uh, that visited in Israel, a smart guy named Chris Zheng that built a mm -hmm. couple of nice closure library and he gave me mm -hmm. this idea of creating, uh, of making the process much, much smoother for bloggers to integrate 
to embed uh, interactive snippets. And mm. then I said to myself, no, it's not so hard to have a, a JavaScript tag, a regular plugin that will take uh, several DOM elements from the DOM and uh, clipsify them. And this mm. is how, I think it was in June uh, 2016, that was the first okay. release of the Clips plugin. Mm. So what, where did the name come from? Okay, so I wanted something um, that reminds Lisp. So Clips is almost the same letter okay. as uh, Lisp. <laughs> and Clips in Hebrew yeah. is, um, you know, the thing that you use to, to catch the laundry. When you want to dry oh, the laundry, yeah, yeah. there is like the... Peg, like pegs. Oh, like a clip. Yeah. Yes. Clips. So we yeah, call, we it call clips. them clips as well. But, uh... And I don't know, somehow it makes me a good association to... You try to clip something or... <laughs> oh, okay. To grasp it, if you want. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's can, nice. Can you just give us a little bit of? Um, I mean, one of the things that you know, we we spoke um, over the past couple of weeks, months even, I think, about the fact I did a little uh, couple of blog posts using clips, and um, can you tell us a little bit about the code mirror part? Because that's the bit I was uh, I didn't understand very well until now. Well, yeah. Not until okay, this so very moment, but until recently. Yeah, so CodeMirror is an amazing JavaScript library that allows you to embed a mini ID inside the web page. And when mm. I say ID, I mean uh, syntax highlighting and uh, automatic uh, parentheses closing and a bit of uh, key maps. Um, so this is, uh, I don't know, several years old uh, JavaScript uh, library. And almost mm. every, every web page that you will see that where there is pieces of code, it is uh, powered by uh, CodeMirror. And it's super simple to add it on the, on the web page or on, uh, maybe on the blog or on, on the web app. Uh, so this is yeah. CodeMirror. And so when, when you want to use clips on a blog post, you get CodeMirror for free. It's uh, bundled into uh, clips. So is that how is that how you? Sorry, I was just going to say, is that how you do the highlighting? You you integrate yes. with you, know, you extend Code Mirror in some way, or is it already built in? No, I'm just uh, using Code Mirror uh, almost as it. Oh, it, does Mirror. it support closure? Does, does it have a closure binding? Yes, yes. The closure script binding. Yeah, oh, right, they okay. support a uh, hundred languages. One of them is oh, Closure, excellent, they excellent. support uh, JavaScript, Ruby. They even support BrainFuck. <laughs> I was wondering how you got support for that in your, uh, yeah. in your repository. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I think that is the most important language right now. So yeah. I think, uh, It's coming up. You, 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 exactly. I think the, that is the next biggest language. It's, it's next Java, next C, next everything. So BrainFuck on the browser. We really need tooling for that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, you uh, built whole clips using ClojureScript, right? It's a pretty much uh, completely ClojureScript yeah, based completely thing. Completely ClojureScript based. Yeah. Um, and and you have different background, uh, sorry, backends as well for it. So initially it was basically for ClojureScript, but then you added different uh, language yes. backgrounds to that. So can you can you explain a yes, bit about exactly. how, how those things work? Yes. Yeah, so I wanted to be famous, 
And then I said to myself <laughs> that trust trust us once this episode is out you're going to yeah, be like yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I forgot your village name so you already told the village name so there are going to be people flying there and there will be air strips and helicopters landing yeah yeah I'm sure <laughs> I mean, we we're getting all the attention now so <laughs> we're happy to share I, th- I think Trump will drop by in his visit yeah so yeah <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. So different languages. Yeah, so I said to myself, why supporting only uh closure script? I can support uh, JavaScript because JavaScript is uh, obviously yeah. self-hosted. It has this uh <laughs> this magic function called eval. So I can eval any yeah. piece of JavaScript code. So it was a no-brainer to integrate uh, JavaScript into Clips. And then I looked for other languages that has uh, an evaluator inside the browser. And then you mm-hmm. need to be a very uh, I need to do a, a refinement. So there are many 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 languages that uh, are transpiled into JavaScript like Scala. Mm. For example there is Scala.js and there yeah, is yeah, also F# JS it's named the Fable and there is a ruby js and there mm-hmm. is a python js and there is everything almost everything js but it doesn't mean that all of the all those languages can be evaluated in the browser so if you right. go back into the closure script story before 2015 it was possible to transpile closure code into javascript but for that you need you needed closure running on the jvm it was only in 2015 that the jvm based compiler was bootstrap so the same for scala scala as far as i know you can there is a scala piece of code that knows to transpile scala code into javascript but this compiler is not bootstrapped yet so you cannot run scala in the browser i mean you cannot evaluate scala code inside the browser and if you go to the scala console demo you will see that in order to evaluate the scala code they they do it in the, uh, with the help of a backend so they send the code to a backend yeah. that returns the javascript back mm. i think that was the thing that uh, forgus did wasn't it in the first place yes i yes. think forgus had a site up like net that or closurescript.net etc yeah it was evaluated yeah. in the backend yeah so i was so uh, since last year I uh, I have started to look for languages that are uh, that can be evaluated in the browser and I found a couple I found a couple of them the first one was ruby there is an amazing project named opal that yeah. can evaluate uh, ruby code in the browser uh, and then I found uh, python with a project named sculpt that can evaluate python code in the browser and then I even found something for php <laughs> uh, your old favorite <laughs> yeah my favorite and then uh, after that i found something for uh, c++ or at least part of c++ okay and uh, there is also lua someone wrote a lua yeah, yeah. transpiler and uh, brainfuck as i mentioned <laughs> This <laughs> uh, is brain for kind of brainization. What, what about these uh <laughs> like these pure script or type type script or uh these more closely yeah, related so I could to also, JavaScript? Yeah, tokens. so I did also Markdown just for the fun because Markdown yeah. has a version of it Markdown.js. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I did yeah. also HTML. 
which is pretty simple, oh. but it's cool. Yeah. So yeah. You, have, you can have inside the blog post and Cliff's blog post pieces of HTML and uh, just after read the HTML rendered. Okay. And I wrote a isn't blog that, Isn't that what the browser is doing already? Or? Yes, but in the browser, you cannot modify the source of the, yeah. of the page. Yeah, so yeah, in one of, well, unless you edit the source. The React JS is forget HTML. We just embed all of the HTML inside of JavaScript. Yes, yes. But the thing I wanted to tell you about HTML is, um, mm. uh, oh, by the way, you can do also SVG because SVG is just part of HTML. Yeah, 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 so yeah. you can you can yeah. build nice tutorials about SVG. Yes. And about CSS and whatnot. So if you look at the page I just sent here in the chat, I don't know if it's available for yeah. the listeners. So here we will show it out. App.clips.tech. No, another one. Read.clips.tech. Read slash something. Okay, we'll add it to the show notes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So here there is a page with a couple of clip snippets in HTML. And one, mm -hmm. so <laughs> take a deep breath. One of the snippets. <laughs> Is a full HTML page with an iframe mm -hmm. that embeds Clips itself, the, the Clips plugin itself inside HTML. It's <laughs> <laughs> turtles all the way down, absolutely. And somehow yeah. it works. Okay. <laughs> oh man. It's a Clipception. Someone called it. Called it. Okay, so yeah, so you're really going all the way deep on this uh, Clips thing. Yeah. Um, so just uh, changing gears a little bit then, uh, Jonathan, uh, one of the things we spoke about um, a while ago um, as I was doing some of this clips with you was the, the sort of background to this stuff, this in interactive coding stuff. Um, so I think we've both seen, we've all seen, and if you haven't seen it, the Brett Victor um, demonstration of interactive coding. Um, did that serve as a good inspiration for, for your work? Sorry, I couldn't hear. Which one? The Brett Victor video. Yes, yes, yes. I watched this uh, amazing video, Inventing Principle, yes, a couple of years ago. Yes, yeah. when I saw that, I was thrilled. I, uh, I was completely, it was completely mind-blowing. And uh, I hope that in a sense, this is what Clips tries, tries to do. And the nice thing yeah. is that it's available for everyone. You don't need... Uh, you don't need a special tool. You don't need to install anything in your machine. You just need a yeah. browser. And uh, yeah, that's the nice thing I thought about it. Actually, was uh, some some people uh, asked me on uh, on Twitter about you know what did you use to do it, how hard was it, etc. And I've got to say, as a user experience, it was pretty straightforward. You know, you just essentially put a clips tag up. You put you just embed. You know, make a link to the to the project and to the CSS. And then you just put the tags, the clips tags before and after your code and bam, you're pretty much done. You know, there are some extra tricks and fun bits you can do afterwards, but but that, that, was, that was it. I mean, I, I, I personally found that, I, I, I'd assumed that it would be much more complex than that. Um, but, but actually it was very easy um, yeah. to, to embed code and to make it live. It was a, it was it was a beautiful thing, yeah. Yeah, I try to make it uh, as simple as possible, mostly because I am my. I'm just I, praising you. It's okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, this is the this is a consequence of the fact that I am my own customer. So I'm building yeah. this tool for I build this tool mostly for myself, at least at the beginning, 
So it had to. So be mean for the most most difficult customer. Yeah. <laughs> With a pretty high standard, so you're like, okay, screw this. I'm, I don't like this one. So you keep rejecting your own code. <laughs> but um, what are your plans for this one, by the way? What where do you want to take uh, the project? Of course, it, it is. It is. Uh, you explained its uses already, and I see. Um, uh, you know, just just as an exploration platform that you don't need to install anything. You can play with multiple languages. Um, but where are you heading? What is the big uh, vision around it? Um, I think the challenge now is to to increase the adoption in mm. uh, both in closure community because I mm. think that we are not there yet. Many many people uh, are not aware of it, or many good bloggers don't use. Uh, uh, um, yeah. haven't tried clips even because uh, I don't know they are probably busy with so many good ideas so this would be my mm. first uh, my first challenge or my first uh, my first objective to have uh, yeah. I don't know 30 or 40 mm. or 50 percent of the closure blogger that have at least written one uh, blog post with clips yeah and the big challenge would be to do the same with the JavaScript community where there are yeah. many, many, many tutorials out there, React, Redux, Ramda, mm. Immutable.js. Yeah. Quick question for you. Uh, over there in Cognitech land, why don't you talk to Jonathan and put clips on the front page of the Cognitech of the Closure.org website? Because to me, this would be a great thing. You know, to have people yeah. come to the Closure.org and be able to immediately start evaluating code. This yeah. is an obvious thing to do. And it's actually something that I'm doing for the uh, Belgian closure group. Um, you know, as part of our uh, as part of our meetup sort of site, um, or like the page that we're gonna have off that. Um, and I'll have some, you know, very like one-liner type things. This is what closure looks like. This is how easy it is to evaluate. Do it right now. Yeah, that's funny because the, the objection I got back I, so obviously I asked people, uh, I asked Alex Miller for, I suggested this yeah. idea. And there is, an, uh, mm -hmm. there is even uh, an issue on one of the closure.org repository about that. Not opened by me, opened by mm -hmm. someone else. And the yeah, objection yeah. I got was, no, it's not a good idea because it's going to slow down the page. Bah. Oh, okay. That's... Interesting. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I, I remember in, in most of the, um, uh, well, if, if it is not the home page, there can be a button that says try and then you go to a different page and that page yes. can be slow, yes. right? I mean, the rest of the yeah. shit can be fast. Yeah. But now I, I want to be honest and to mention mm -hmm. one big issue that there is with clips. Yeah. So another candidate... Uh, for being a very nice host to clips would be the clo amazing mm -hmm. closuredocs.org. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you see a lot of doc uh, documentation examples. Examples. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. there, it's, at least for the moment, it's impossible to be there because of security issues. Mm. Ah. Can you see why? T tell, us, tell us a bit more about that then. Yes. So basically, if you host uh, a page that contains a clip snippet. This clip snippet runs inside the page and has unlimited access to the page resources. So it can steal mm. cookies, it can do uh, 
uh, it can uh, log in, get the login credentials, and do a lot of uh, bad stuff that you don't want to do. So if you are mm. you, if you are the the one that writes a page on your own blog, you're not going to be to destroy yourself, right? You're not going to write code that steals cookies for your user. And anyway, yeah. you can do that by uh, adding a script tag into in your blog post. So that's yeah. not an issue. Mm. But if you're on the platform like closeyourdogs.org, where everybody can upload code examples and clip mm. snippets, so it's too dangerous. Mm. Because if I am a yeah. malicious user, I can upload a, an example for the map function that will steal that will steal cookies from everyone that will load this page. Yeah. So, where the platform is, a, I don't know what to call it, the web 2.0 platform where a visitor can edit the content of the platform, where the content is user generated, for the moment, Clips is not uh, acceptable because it, uh, it has a security hole. Okay. But it, it's, it's, um, is it something that you're considering to, to, I don't know, make Clips a bit more sandboxed yes, or yes. prevent some sort of yes, things? I'm considering okay. it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't. I try to do some uh, to cut a low-hanging fruit and to do it with mm -hmm. just a, a sandbox uh, version of JavaScript eval, but it doesn't work. Yeah. The proper way for doing yeah. it is to run the code inside the web worker with limited access. Okay. And then it will be sandbox, okay. and that will be okay. Okay. So it it is in the in the it is in uh, the pipe, yes. pipeline. Yes. Yes. Okay, Actually, perfect. if you go to the Clips project on GitHub, mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of issues opened by me yeah. for new features. And there yeah. is, you know, this Kanban <laughs> board in GitHub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can yeah. see there uh, a okay. couple of ideas that I have. Uh, code completion also would be a good idea. Uh, yeah. Being able to get the source of the code, like in uh, REPL. Yeah. Well, you can always improve things. But um, so what you're saying is that and from just to review this, so security-wise, there isn't really a problem with putting clips on your blog. There's no security problems there. It's just taking random bits of clips from the internet where there's a problem. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so we don't want to frighten the bloggers off there. That, no. or, you know, would, <laughs> no, would be no. nice, but this security hole kind of <laughs> kills it. Yeah, so it's just it's just for that those platforms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's not a fit for Medium, for example. You cannot use clips on Medium. Right. It's too dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can use it on. A, so you cannot use clips on GitHub. Also, on your yeah. you cannot yeah. put clips on your README. Because on GitHub, you cannot mm. embed any script tag, but you can use Gitbook. Yeah, yeah. So there is a Clips plugin for Gitbook. Okay, so you can make a complete interactive uh, things when you're writing a book about any of these languages that you support. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's, that's pretty yeah, cool, actually. Yeah, I've seen your GitHub book. It's very nice, yeah. Mm. And there is someone that is building a GitHub book about uh, React with interactive okay. Uh, examples. Okay. It, it, it almost aligns with the Brett Victor's idea of, you know, you read something and then you just immediately try it out and then see how, how it works and like uh, experimenting with the pages. Yes. And by the way, you, you, yeah. one of the things that I have been doing uh, over the last weeks was giving uh, closure workshops in uh, companies here in Israel. Nice. So uh, deep closure workshops, four days mm -hmm. workshop. And obviously wow. I used the clips 
uh, with uh, mm -hmm. HTML-based uh, slides uh, powered by yeah. DeckJS. Deck yeah. And by the way, the, there is a company in uh, London named Juxt, and they made yes. Uh, yes. they made uh, you know Mac Mac file or Mac I don't know how they Mac yeah, build Mac. system. Yeah. 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 Yes. So they, thing. Yeah. they created the script for a Mac script for embedding mm -hmm. clips into a DeckJS presentation using ASCII doc. So <laughs> yeah, actually, I saw I saw a presentation by Malcolm uh, yeah. here because he, they they were also uh, you know um, sponsors for Dutch Closure Day, which uh, I organized. Yeah. So he, he talked about that in this uh, presentation. Yeah, yeah. So I use their tool because it's much fun. It's much more. It's much more fun to use Markdown or ASCII doc instead of plain HTML yeah, yeah. to build slides. Yeah. And I. Yeah. So I made. Uh, I created many many decks uh, mm. in order to teach the closure basics, and it was a, okay. an amazing experience for the students because they didn't have okay. to install anything. And uh, mm. they could solve the exercise that I uh, gave them right into the presentation. And mm. actually, w uh, when I uh, I gave a talk about Cora Sync, mm -hmm. I didn't use clips because mm -hmm. uh, there there is too much of a difference between the closure version of Cora Sync and the closure script version of Cora Sync. Because in closure okay. script there is only the async version of Cora Sync and not the synchronous API. Of course, yeah, yeah. So I had to teach them inside the IDE. So first mm -hmm. of all, the slides were ugly because it was just a file, a closure file. Yeah. And then <laughs> we wasted maybe an hour because everyone had its, its own IDE where the REPL was not properly set up. And so mm. there was, there were, the students were not able to run the, the code examples and we really wasted mm. an hour. Okay, you are using Atom, you are using VI, you are using Emacs. Let's set up a REPL. And it doesn't run here, it runs there. So it's a completely... And I'm talking about closure programmers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So as I said, when you write a blog post, nobody is yeah. going to never, ever, never, ever clone your repository. It's impossible. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So you you were you so you're giving four days workshop in closure, that's a, yes. that that's an interesting topic. So so what what do you cover in that one, for four days? Yes. Yeah, so uh, in this one there were two groups, basic uh, mm -hmm. beginners and advanced. So with the beginners I cover the you know the syntax of closure the um, uh, high order function the immutable. Mm -hmm. uh, data structure, lazy sequences, um, yeah. testing, a bit of testing, uh, pattern yeah. matching, multi-arity, polymorphism. And with okay. the advanced group, uh, we had a deep uh, session about closure spec, mm -hmm. uh, a deep one about macros, mm -hmm. and uh, another one about uh, coracing and the pattern matching. Mm -hmm. And by the way, during the closure spec talk, one of the students mm -hmm. found a security hole in closure spec. Oh, cool. Well, not, okay. that, not that cool, but okay. <laughs> what? Not that cool, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we stopped. It was amazing because the, the, all those people, all those programmers were not so much into the closure community. So they, yeah. they were not aware of Slack. 
So I stopped yeah. when the student discovered the bag. I stopped the the workshop. Everyone yeah. went into Slack, and we started to yeah. to send messages to Alex Miller <laughs> and find here there is a bug, there yeah. is an issue, and people yeah. from all around the world were reacting. Yeah, we you found something very interesting, and at the yeah. end, Alex Miller said, "It's not a bug; it's a feature." <laughs> 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 that's 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 the proper defense against bugs. Yeah, we don't write right. bugs. We just uh, we just make them by design. Yeah. But I'm I'm curious about that one though. Uh, do you remember any background of uh, of that uh, feature? Yes, yes. So in cl in closure spec, there is you mm -hmm. can spec a, a map right with s slash yeah, 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 yeah. And there is something very confusing that even the keys that you don't specify into your definition they are going to be mm -hmm. uh, conformed. So let's say that okay. you have a spec named AAA, and mm -hmm. in your map, you don't talk about AAA. Mm -hmm. If you try to conform a map that contains AAA, it will be conformed, right? Okay. Yeah. So every key is optional in a sense. Every key in the map mm. is optional. If there is a spec that matches uh, one of the keys, is, it is going to be checked by closure spec, and you cannot avoid it. I think that is a design. Uh, that is a design feature, though, because I think what they said was they didn't want to make it strict. They yes, didn't want a I circuit. Know. Only these keys are allowed in. So, uh, so that, that's that not is the a design bag. choice and fairness. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. that's <laughs> the design. Not the not yeah. the, okay. the bag. <laughs> is that? Imagine that okay, I'm <laughs> Yeah. So that's the design, and it's. It's a bit confusing, but you can agree with that. Now the problem is that, let's say I'm importing a library, and someone wrote a spec called AAA slash BBB, and there is a bug in mm. this spec, maybe an infinite loop, mm. maybe a security hole, or I don't know what. If someone is passing me to my web server, a JSON that contains AAA slash B, when I'm going to read this JSON, it is going to, the key is going to be interpreted as a namespace key, and I'm going to run yeah. the code of your spec that you wrote in the library that I just imported. And I'm not aware at all of this spec. So that's a huge security hole. Because yeah. it's... But in, in, in the production, do you think... Uh, well, uh, I, I don't want to speculate, uh, if you pardon the pun, <laughs> on, on, on spec that much but uh, it's still an alpha you know first of all you know it's out of closure code now but um, one of the things that i i uh, maybe understood is that it, you're not going to run it on production it's no, only sometimes for, uh, you want to confirm sometimes yeah, that's true. you yeah, want yeah, to validate yeah. the parameter that you get so you are going to use conform yeah, yeah. explicitly i'm not yeah. talking about the implicit yeah, yeah. conforming that is going to happen I'm going on place, I'm talking about the frontier Using the API. of the API you want yeah. to conform. Yeah, yeah. And if by yeah, mistake enough, one person has created a malicious spec, then you are yeah. you are dumb and you cannot avoid it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I think saying right. keep keep it out of production is a bit of a kind of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah. Yeah. Tricky one, really. <laughs> You know, I think normally the the reason why they say don't put it into production is because of performance issues, and that that you know that's true, and yeah. that that's up to you. Then you know you can make a choice whether mm. you want to you know value performance over correctness. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, but but I think you're right, Jonathan. If um, you know if, if correctness is compromised by by it, then it then it's a weakness. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, I just looked at the time, by the way. We're, we're rabbiting on here, and it's like we're well over an hour. Um, so I think I think we should. Uh, we've we've got we've got so much more to talk about. It's like it's crazy. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was just about to ask you, maybe on on a, on a different note, that uh, before the show we were just chatting, and, and you were telling that you were teaching your your girls uh, closure. So they are, are they like the beta testers for clips, yes. or how are you teaching them? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I completely. So there is a. I'm sending here. There is a cool experiment named kids.clips.tech. Okay. Where I wrote something like six or seven articles just for my daughters. Ah. To, by the way, there are. And how old are they? Yeah, thirteen and fourteen. But it was a year ago, so they were twelve and thirteen. Okay. okay. And I try to bet on something that you can teach uh, computer languages without having uh, animation or code monkeys or some someone that needs to grab banana. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like real coding. <laughs> yeah, I mean the code itself, if it's interactive, should be interesting enough. Yeah. Um, yes. So I tried this experiment. I don't know yet if it's mm -hmm. a success or not. But my girls were mm -hmm. excited when I told them that the article I wrote for them was going to be live. And when we saw yeah. on uh, Acker News uh, how many people say, yeah. yeah, we like it, and all the points, they were completely excited. <laughs> wow. Nice. So this is, they're reading Hacker News every day. That's already impressive, yeah. Yeah, no, not every day. Uh, all, uh, every day that their father is on uh, the front uh, page. All right. Yeah. No, I think yeah. uh, every day they're busy writing code, not slacking on yeah. Hacker News. Yeah, that's right, yeah. That's very nice. I mean, you're, you're making future generations of um, closure programmers. And by the way, the, the, the experiment failed a bit when I had to teach them what is a function. I couldn't oh, find... Okay. So evaluating code is pretty simple. Okay, you, you do plus two, three, you get five. But yeah, when yeah. I couldn't find a good way to explain what, is, what does it mean to build a function, mm. to reuse something, to compose, it's a box that receives something and returns something. So this is where <laughs> I stopped the experiment. <laughs> yeah, I think the uh, the Lego people um, on theirs they have these blocks, don't they? Um, I yeah. think that's what they they use these block block metaphors, like Lego blocks. But yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, kids are Thank awkward. You. Yeah, <laughs> but also the, sure. the, these things build up on 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 different concepts, right? I mean, the, it's not like um, it's it's it, it takes some some other experimentation to see the abstractness of of the things, probably for for. Um, I mean, ex explaining Haskell shit for, for most of the people is already a big challenge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. when the, the more higher levels of abstraction you go to, the more difficult to explain. You know, when exactly. people ask, okay, is it actually a list? Or, no, it's a monad. Oh, is it um, an option? No, it's a monad. Okay, what, but what is it? Yes, list is a monad, but still, monad is a different thing. Yeah. It has laws. And, but the, the, the abstraction level, I think, I think it will take a couple of iterations to, to just get a hang of it, I think. But uh, th this looks pretty cool, by the way. I think I should try it. Maybe I'll get some. Maybe finally I'll understand closure yeah. <laughs> if I go through this uh, this thing. But very nice, very nice. Okay. Um, so uh, as as Ray was saying, I think we are uh, almost out of time. But um, plenty of Actually, stuff to talk about. Maybe you know we'll we'll have you again on the on the show. Maybe uh, to see how how you're doing. 
yeah. with uh, with your new adventure of um, being an independent consultant in sorry what was your place name again tekoa tekoa okay tekoa near jerusalem near jerusalem okay okay cool so um i know the the tech scene of israel every now and then it comes up in the in the news that okay there's like very advanced tech scene there and uh, hopefully you'll get more and more people interested in uh, enclosure there and uh, you're getting them excited with your workshops so that's uh, that's pretty awesome and uh, i know it took a long time for us to schedule this one but i'm um, i'm finally glad that we uh, we are we are having you on the show yeah pleasure is mine uh, really... yeah it's perfect um anything else uh, ray that we want to uh, talk about or uh there was just one i mean it's a tr- it's a small thing actually but we were we were having a little uh having a little uh, i was watching a video actually of uh, jonathan a while ago and i noticed when you were presenting um you couldn't touch the computer you could talk but you couldn't touch the computer because you were you were obeying the sabbath um so what's that like uh for a programmer where you can't touch the computer for a day a week <laughs> yeah so i'm a observant uh, jewish so every saturday yeah. i have to to rest and the uh, mm-hmm. rest means uh to do spiritual uh, stuff like uh, praying or med- meditating, walking or learning the uh, Bible. And you are nice. not supposed to touch any electricity or electrical device. So oh. you are not allowed to cook. You are not allowed to switch the light. You need to prepare everything in, uh, in advance. So we have okay. timers so you... in our house. Yeah. Timers right. that control when the light is going to switch okay. on and switch off. Wow. And uh, so you cannot uh, touch a computer yet. Uh, maybe the rabbis okay. will become uh, more modern more, and more advanced. will allow the iPad. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, but actually, I but, think... But can't you do something like uh, Alexa, turn on the lights? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're not touching technically. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that uh, must be okay. one of these like theological fine points, then you know, where the, the exactly. rabbis have to have a some sort of summit to to agree whether Alexa is allowed on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> but actually, I think it's a blessing because uh, the whole week I'm in the hurry of interactivity and uh, reading, writing, yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah. checking uh, on Slack if somebody mentioned me on Twitter, etc. And yeah. even if it's hard, I think it's really important mm. for my uh, mental uh, health to stop yeah, for right, 25 right. hours and to say, never mind, um, I want to stop everything and to concentrate on something maybe more, more important in order to refresh. And uh, Yeah, I think having, having that kind of downtime really helps, right? I mean, it, it is your, yeah. your you know, brain booting up again yes. yeah that's, that's interesting it's i think it's very easy it. for tech people to burn out isn't it on uh obsessing over these things so it's good to have a like a a very clear break there yeah, I, I i get i get burnt out on some of these things sometimes so yeah. yes i've been trying different techniques as well like i switched my phone to grayscale and my watch <clears> to grayscale that kind of calms me down if, if you use the grayscale thing because everything is just you know just looks the same so and now if i switch to the color to see some photos or something suddenly i see like burst of colors into my eyes so i'm like holy <laughs> crap and um another thing is is um i ordered nokia 3310 so i'm hoping you know next <laughs> next month i'm going to use nokia 3310 for some time and then see i mean actually a phone 
like phone you're just a hipster like that's a total hipster move <laughs> either, either you're a hipster or you're getting into drug dealing one of the two you know <laughs> um soon soon <laughs> i'm looking for alternative careers so why not <laughs> but anyway yeah it's it's it sounds like a I think a very nice idea, and then, then you know your brain reboots, and yeah. then it's not uh, mine, by the way. A... It's a <laughs> thousand-year-old idea. <laughs> they they already envisioned it. People yeah, are gonna yeah. get bombarded by this shit so much, and they need this this break all the time, which yeah. makes sense. Okay. Um, on that note, um, I think we'd like to uh, uh, you know read out some credits and then uh, close the show. Uh, I think we have uh, we had a fantastic talk and thanks a lot for joining all the way from uh Tekoa. Yeah. Uh Yohanathan. Um and um hopefully I think you know um uh, we'll get back to you uh, we'll get you back on the show again or we'll keep in touch and uh, clips goes into you know um practically every blog post about closure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I I have a blog so I'm going to make sure that I'm going to use clips for the next blog post I'm going to write about closure. Uh, well, that'll, so be kind of that'll be 100%. That'll be 100% support from uh, from Devon because I've already used it on a couple of blog posts. I'm a big fan. Yeah. So we're yeah. halfway there. So next time you yeah. come on, we have to you have to hold our feet to the fire, Jonathan. We have to be 100% pure Clipsified, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Keep but 50% conversion rate is already nice. <laughs> that's pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah you live true. with that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And uh, good luck on your on your projects and your endeavor on um, you know uh, being an independent consultant. And we hope um, you know you're going to get more exposure um, in and around, not only just in in Israel, you know, from around the world. Thank you. And uh, please, uh, please, uh, and thank you for making this amazing tool for the community and, yes. and you know releasing yeah. it for free. And uh, um, hopefully, there will be more visibility to the tool. And uh, maybe one day, you know, we can convince Alex Miller at all to, you know, put put clips somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yes. see. Come on, Alex. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, that's it from us uh, today. And uh, maybe you know, Ray will roll the credits. Uh, okay, <laughs> threw that on me. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Uh, so okay, so we get the music from Pizzeri, the 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 the, the vegetarian uh, music, the <laughs> the veggie burger. <laughs> <laughs> the yes. melon hamburger melon hamburger and, uh, yeah. yeah if you want to visit his soundcloud that'd be really good um and uh then we have uh, the sound guy wouter who is doing all the tricks and uh, tips on mm -hmm. making it a audio fest for everybody on on the deafen and uh and then finally we have uh, luboff who's done the artwork and all of the materials for us and she's done a great job and she's an independent artist and you know you follow her on twitter and you can see her work and she sells that kind of stuff so anything you can do to to support her and you know say how awesome her stuff is that would be great um so that's it so yeah, like you say um vj thanks again jonathan for, for all your work and for coming on the show it's been a real pleasure um i think you We've had a few technical hitches on this one, but I think it's yeah. <laughs> it's came out pretty well overall, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you represent the tool very well. I think you represent uh, what your work very well. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to doing more stuff with Clips in the future. I think it's a fantastic piece of work and congratulations on that and best of luck for the future. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a real pleasure. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.